0: Three generations of imbeciles are enough. This shameful quote, we're going to talk about it and how it is coming back through the WHO, the WHO. We're going to talk about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this infamous statement came from a 1927 Supreme Court decision called Buck versus Bell. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes Pinned these chilling words, quote, three generations of imbeciles are enough, close quote. And with that, the Commonwealth of Virginia sterilized Kerry Buck, later the Nazi defenders during the trials at Nuremberg, pointing to that Supreme Court ruling to justify the Holocaust. Now, this is, I think, the very foundation of the ideology that forms the World Health Organization and Bill Gates, and that is this Darwinian ideology that humans are evolved from muck, and they have no intrinsic God-given inalienable right to life, and consequently they're expendable.
1: Right, and these globalists think they can control these people, including America. That's what they want is control over us.
0: That's right, and your life is expendable because you're just another person of a cog that doesn't have any intrinsic value. So let me talk about some of the radical ideology that's coming forth with regards to the world health organization there are two amendments currently under consideration at the world health organization that will drag america back into that awful era of buck versus bell which is one of the worst decisions ever handed down by the united states supreme court you might be shocked at what joe biden is cooking up for america with his unholy alliance between america and the WHO, and he must be stopped. The WHO must not be able to gain this kind of authority. Lest people say, well, there's no way that the WHO can kind of gain this authority over the United States. After all, we are the United States of America. We have the United States Constitution. Treaties must be ratified by two-thirds vote of the United States Senate in something like this, giving away American sovereignty, will never pass two-thirds vote. You're right about that.
1: And we got very close to that last year, remember.
0: Well, you're right that it would never pass the two-thirds vote if it were a treaty. But let's look at some historical scenarios. Mm -hmm. If you look at George H. W. Bush, he signed us on to the WHO's international health regulations unilaterally. Now, they were advisory, not binding, but they still gave the WHO quite a bit of authority. He did it on the basis that, in fact, what he had the authority to do, according to his argument, is the United States already signed on to the WHO going back to 1949, so therefore he could just add these different subsequent agreements. Well, also that same thing happened with Barack Obama. We'll talk more about that in another program. He signed us on to the Paris Accord or the Mm -hmm. Paris Agreement.
1: And remember, these presidents were not exactly pro-America. They were more globalists.
0: Well, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, they were all globalists. And so what Biden wants to do is follow in the same footsteps of the Bushes and Obama, And sign America on to a binding agreement with the WHO that would move from an advisory agency to a globally legally binding entity enforceable by international law on the United States of America and on all the member states. And this would take absolute control globally of anything that is deemed a, quote, public health, close quote. And that is everything.
1: So we've talked about this in the past, you know, vaccine passports, certificates, basically tracking us, forcing us to get particular shots, vaccines, what have you, and then tracking us to make sure we've gotten them and tracking us for our location, what we buy, what we spend, Um, you know, bankers find that very interesting to have control over our finances. I mean, it's just never ending.
0: Well, Article 13A of these proposed amendments, they seek to give the WHO full control and allocation of all, quote, health products, close quote, all health products. So during the pandemic, there are untold millions of people that found relief from COVID using ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and nutraceuticals. But as we saw Politicians, bureaucrats, and the pharmaceutical giants, they collaborated together with the Centers for Disease Control and the WHO to prevent the sale of these items in many areas, even though these products had a proven track record of defeating COVID. Now, you give the WHO control of all health products, and they can do several things. Number one, they can restrict the use of good medications like, for example, ivermectin. Uh, They can force only the medications that they want. And by the way, under the WHO agreements, they can require the United States to produce medical products, drugs for example, and not use them on our own people or for our own people, but to then distribute those around the world. So the United States becomes a slave of the WHO, producing whatever the WHO wants, not using it for our own benefit, but Sending it at our expense to other third world or smaller countries of their choosing, not based upon need or equality, but based upon quote equity.
1: I think what finds very concerning, Matt, is when it says the WHO has full control over all health products. What do they define health products as? It's that anything. leaves the door wide it's open. It's
0: anything, and that's the real mm-hmm. startling aspect of this. Um, and in fact. Article 18 of the proposed amendment seeks to give the WHO the power to mandate medical treatments. This would include vaccines, medications. So if you go to the hospital and they only have remdesivir, it may not be because the CDC recommends it. It would be because the, the WHO mandates it. Right. And also treatment practices for anything the WHO the WHO considers to be a health crisis, according to the WHO LGBTQ equality and even population control would be under its purview. So in other words, if you have these states that are now passing these laws, no puberty blocker medications, no cross-sex hormones, no mutilating surgeries for minors, the WHO could override that and say, no, you've got to do that.
1: Again, the door is wide open for anything the WHO considers to be a health crisis. And
0: you go back and you look at... Medical. Um, They want to require centralized universal healthcare. So that would be in the United States and it would be around the globe as well. So not only for the US, centralized universal healthcare, but also America would have to pay for centralized universal healthcare for other smaller and or poorer nations. So we would have to fund it here in the United States and we'd have to fund it globally. Well, that doesn't work very well in Canada or the U.K., maybe for the common cold, perhaps. But when you have a herniated disc or something that you need specific surgery or treatment or diagnostic uh, material or any other kind of specialized treatment, it doesn't work very well. When we were litigating, for example, Obamacare, one of the things that I did is research the uh, national health uh, system, NHS, in Europe. And... If you had a herniated disc, it could take a year before you even get it diagnosed. And that's from getting into your general practitioner to getting a referral to a diagnostic to getting a referral to a specialist. And that's just with one diagnostic. It might not be with a a second MRI or CT with contrast or something of that nature. That's just one diagnostic study.
1: That's a socialist society. Let alone getting
0: to your surgery. Socialism. So then it also, when you have this centralized universal health care, you, you have the Ezekiel Emanuel mentality, which also is part of this three generations of imbeciles are enough ideology from Darwin, this Darwinian social uh, evolution idea, and that is ration health care. And Ezekiel Emanuel, under the Obama administration, wanted to ration it so that it wouldn't be going to young people or older people or disabled people or sick people or feeble people that you would give it to certain categories of people that would have the best return on your investment, if you will.
1: And let's not forget, Matt, that the WHO's biggest private funder is none other than Mr. Bill Gates, who has publicly said he wants to reduce the human population through, one, vaccines, and number two, abortions.
0: Right. And he subscribes to that idea of Darwinian social evolution or... The idea that you can evolve a more superhuman race by eliminating certain categories of people. Right. You need to reduce the categories of people to make a better race, in their view, and to stop global warming or climate change that they use now. It is a very serious threat. I encourage you to go to lc.org forward slash WHO, lc.org forward slash WHO. Get informed and make sure your members of Congress know about this fax, petition, and call them right now. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.